Minus three is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. Must be 21 or older. Omaha! 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 Minus three. With Dave Damashek. Oh my, yes, it's the dawn of a new day. Welcome to Minus Three. Now presented by Omaha. Oh, we're over the moon, Eddie Spaghetti, muzzle tub to Cousin Sal and everybody at Extra Points. It's a banner day. It's a banner week. We appreciate you tuning in for your efforts. We are going to deliver the Sklar Brothers, not one. Both of them, Jason and Randy, comedy legends, and of course, the hosts of the great new show, The Nosebleeds, MMA-focused version of Cheap Seats, that comedy classic. We'll talk with them about pro football, college football, and beyond in just a couple of minutes. In the meantime, let's get into what was a compelling week two of pro football action and college football. Now seems like it was about five, six days ago, but that happened too on Saturday with some juicy results. Eddie Spaghetti there behind the glass adorned for the listener in um, a Yankees ball cap now that his Yanks are back on track uh, Aaron Rodgers I mean, Aaron Jones I should say Aaron Judge that was the name I was going for swatted number 59 uh, 58 and 59 on Sunday he's going to track down it would seem Roger Maris we'll see how far he can take that um, and the Giants are 2-0, and the Steelers are 1-1, and the Bills are playing tonight at the time of this recording, we'll see if they can join um, the Chiefs as one of the couple of teams out there that there aren't a ton of questions about right now, it seems like in the parody-ridden NFL, there are a lot of question marks about a lot of teams, pretty much every team out there, Eddie Spaghetti, how was your weekend, fella? Uh, awesome weekend finally Notre Dame and the Giants win Saturday and Sunday like you said Aaron Judge 50 didn't cover that 12 and a half though did they spaghetti who told you that they almost did too that with that uh, interception uh, or fumble return rather uh, late they almost back to our cover would have been up 14 points and said they brought it back the refs were um, how can I say this heavily involved in in that game um, with the uh, the targeting call away which I mean I think you know it's a different discussion but college football refs have they have to start this new tier level of like what the worst targeting and like lower level targeting because it's been pretty absurd it really is cra- the, the targeting thing how this has gone on for another college football season that where when you get uh, called for targeting, you're out of the game. It's yep. just a, overly severe and really swings the results of some of these games. It does seem to me, first of all, with Notre Dame, but then a more expansive conversation on the state of college football 2022. The uh, I saw you on social media praising the green jerseys that the Irish wore. Sure. The color was good. Why did they have navy numbers on the inside? Uniform, it thumbs down on, on the, the navy numbers. It took away from what was otherwise a glorious presentation. I mean, the most popular tweet I saw going around Saturday was like, I hate Notre Dame, but these uniforms are great. So I think you're pretty much by yourself in terms of not liking that. I think the minute you go, but my opinion matters and, more than other people. Well, I'm that's the fair. The answer is, um, you know, you remember when they wore the green uniforms with the gold numbers, obviously the, 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 the Bush push game and Notre Dame almost beat USC and the, you know, the uh, SC went on to play and lose to Texas. Um, that, 
that's when they were sponsored by Adidas, college football. You know, they they changed the who's running the uniforms. They're Under Armour now. Since they switched to Under Armour, Notre Dame started the Shamrock Series. They were in the Pinstripe Bowl. They've had different uniforms, different blue uniforms, different white uniforms, and they did a few variations of the green. Uh, for some reason, uh, Under Armour thought it was best that Notre Dame sticks with the uh, the blue numbers with the green uniforms, had to put all their colors on there. So that's the long answer. But, yeah. That stinks. I thought you were going to tell some story, which I would support morally that because they lost wearing gold numbers and green jerseys that they couldn't bring those back because that would uh, that would um support losing ways i don't care for your explanation of that one what i also don't care for is that we continue to indulge year in and year out the idea that as we look at the polls when they come out after another saturday's worth of action we look at it and we allow ourselves to consider who might make the final four when in fact three of the slots are definitely consumed do we agree that there's no way georgia alabama and ohio state miss the playoff this year so really when you talk about who's going to make the final four the rest of the nation there are three teams that have already claimed before the ball was kicked off for the first time at the end of august we all you know who three of those teams are so really the rest of the nation is vying for that one spot fair i would agree i do think out of those three teams you mentioned um i think georgia's way better like people thought they're gonna have a kind of a, a down uh, year downward trajectory year after what they did last year winning the championship sending guys to the nfl setson bennett like maybe the highs and winner he's been looking great alabama had you know i agree with versus texas but bryce young is awesome he, they're gonna be fine ohio state does have a tough schedule because they have michigan they have penn state left on it if any of the three would stumble and they didn't look great versus notre dame either in week one they could stumble but i generally agree the, the, that they'll end up being there. The fourth team now, I mean, a lame answer is probably just Clemson because it's the easiest path to the fourth spot. They were the number four team in the preseason polls. Uh, Oklahoma State has Oklahoma and Texas on their schedule. That's tough. USC may be able to leapfrog them, but their only game left that's really, really difficult is Utah. Um, the Notre Dame game, they are at home versus Notre Dame. I'm not sure how Notre Dame will be by Thanksgiving weekend, so i I'd probably just go Clemson. I, the intriguing team, and I don't know if you're, you know, if it gets in the way that the they basically paid guys or their or their boosters paid guys. I happen to be supportive of it in broad strokes. Although as a Pitt football fan, I'm sad that Jordan Addison is now in Southern California. But USC, talk about the easiest path. I know Oregon is is pretty good, and Utah is a good team, but they might have the best team. And I don't know who's going to get in their way. And if it matters to the committee about juicy team and audience and all of that, as much as that is a factor, USC certainly rises above Clemson at this point, been there, done that with Clemson. I would think they're, they're probably the committee is thinking it would be a bad look if it was Georgia, Bama, Ohio state and Clemson. I feel like we've seen that final four or five times in the last, uh, seven years so just some new blood just for the sake of new blood and if it's usc so be it i think you need to have a, a clemson loss for that to for that to happen um i don't see them hmm. because because them putting if there's 
if they both go undefeated, then why was Clemson ranked fourth in the preseason poll? Like, it doesn't make any sense for that. Um, I think Clemson probably has the better chance of going undefeated than SC. I still think SC has a, a lot of holes. Their their trench play is not going to be great. They're not great in the offensive line, not great defensive line. They're going to score a lot of points. Um, Clemson's defense, though, is legitimate. And if DJU could figure things out and they don't put the backup in, um, I think they're going to be they're going to be okay. Let's move to pro football real quick here. We'll di- we'll get uh, a bigger bite of the apple with Cousin Sal and Marty Weiss on Extra Points on Tuesday and obviously with Kevin Hench here on Minus 3. We appreciate you sub- subscribing to all the shows. And by the way, speaking of which, Spotify Live Tuesday, that's tomorrow, um, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, another round of list-based sports trivia for you. Mr. Lister, episode two coming at you. Um, great fun in week one. Uh, no reason to expect anything otherwise. Coming up um, 7 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday. Make sure you're looking for that. Just make sure you download the Spotify live app and you can listen. It's live. You can play along with us. You can weigh in. You can chime in in the comments section. You can even get on the show and kibitz if that's your pleasure. Pro football, though, real quick, Eddie Spaghetti. Uh, We could either do four and a half hours on this or about four and a half minutes tops here um, for the sake of time. The big takeaways for me, well, first of all, by the way, Damashek, big, big comeback, 11 and two against the number um, at extra points and otherwise. That was a pretty impressive, me and Sal, by the way, 11 and two on uh, on the week or wait, actually 12 and two. Uh, counting the Thursday night game because the Chargers did get that glorious backdoor cover late. How'd you do, Spaghetti? Uh, I'm looking at her now. Not so great. <clears throat> got my Giants right, um, and then I believe I got the Bucks right, and then I went with your Steelers, went with the Browns, went with the Ravens, went with the Commanders, so wrong there. Um, did get the Jacksonville pick right, so a better week than last week, uh, which wasn't really hard to do, but not not as good as you. The Jags getting past the Colts, is I guess a stunner to some. Will Brinson, for what it matters, when when someone is right, they're right, and I want to celebrate it, especially when it happens on minus three. He joined us about two, three weeks ago and said he has the Jags not to be competitive in the AFC South. He has them to win it. That was a, a bridge too far for me, but after what we saw on Sunday, boy, it really could happen, and I know Trevor Lawrence is naturally in the QB league going to be the story, but it's that defense. It's the defense that the Jags are throwing out there that's mighty, and it harkens back to a couple other editions of strong Jacksonville teams that really when that when that brand is successful, the, uh, the Jaguar with the turquoise tongue is successful. The defense tends to be mighty, and I don't know, man. I'll stick with the Colts here. I'm not one to take mulligans two weeks into the pro football season, but the Jags are real good. The other thing that really jumps out to me is you mentioned the uh, the Browns or the Jets rally there, improbable as it was. Um, I think the fascinating takeaway is it it kind of boring some boring football in Pittsburgh, but the AFC North did not exactly. Uh, you know, wrap itself in glory collectively um, on Sunday. And in a way, you know, in your football town with your football team, if you only zero in on that, 
a lot of frustrated belly aching. The sky is falling. Fan base is out there right now. Pittsburgh is one of them. But as I encourage Steelers fans, take a look around. How do you think they're feeling in Charm City after what happened to them? They blew a three touchdown lead. And I'm going to pat myself on the back here, Spaghetti, with those Dolphins. I think now, and let's see how much further this goes here, but all of a sudden, this Miami Dolphins team has a vibe, and I don't want to get over my skis and hyperbolic about it, but it's got a little bit of the Mahomes arrival in 2018 vibe to it, or maybe way back to Kurt Warner and the greatest show on turf, where it's just, you know, Tyreek Hill is a common factor with the Mahomes Chiefs and obviously this team so far, but just raw speed sometimes. And Lamar Jackson, what he did in his breakout MVP season, sometimes speed on the NFL field can stun people. That that if you really are just faster than a bunch of fast human beings to the point that you can just run away from your problems and run away from defenses, you can jump the league for a full season. Do you think the Dolphins have a shot? I mean, playoffs now, it seems plausible that the playoffs are 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 a possibility do you think the AFC East is a possibility yeah I mean the Dolphins were up uh oh they're down rather 35 14 at the start of the fourth quarter and one uh Tyree Kill I mean the guy like how are defenses and defensive coordinators not realizing like that he's still getting behind defenders like he, he with a new team still getting behind defenders and uh the biggest thing though like was two that was the closest to his look since he was at Alabama like to that that form of him uh pre-hip injury because Nick Saban felt it was useful to keep him in a game at a blowout and he's finally right I think after that and having like you said all the speed having Waddle a guy he's comfortable with and having Tyree Kill uh just burned on the field I think it's you know, I think that's why possible. you know like the I think the people who are saying like how does Tyreek Hill get that up it's because it, it is like that greatest show on turf effect which is because we're worried about Jalen Waddle that's why mm-hmm. you know we, there, there are wheels all over this field and we're trying to track all these guys um they're not a flawless team but who is in in 2022 in the age of free agency so beware those dolphins at least for now I, they they are clearly a fascinating team to circle right now. The Jets aren't likely going anywhere, but what they did to the Browns, that's a bad loss for the Browns. And now here comes Pittsburgh into Cleveland. They're already getting some boo birds. That was a a garbage loss. The Bengals with a garbage loss going down. Listen, I know that Dallas and talk about sky is falling. That's what the last week was down there. That was the conversation. It feels like is that America's team is cooked already one week into the season. Now Cooper rush takes down Joe Burrow concern level with the Bengals at Owen two. They are, it, it, it is weird to try and figure out because on a piece of paper, this roster is better than the one that went to the Super Bowl a sure. year ago, but first place schedule and I, you know, I don't know how much that matters the whole like hey every team's gonna give us their best shot because of where we were you lo- you lost the Super Bowl it is hard to really identify what's going on I, well I mean if you watch the game the offensive line is not fixed at all but that's that's a mystery and it's also goes back to and 15 games left to get things right but man that thing in the 21st century of being the Super Bowl runner-up is hard to debate and remember this a year from now whoever loses the Super Bowl is probably not a great bet for whatever reason no matter how much you like the roster and the quarterback specifically in Burrow 
0-2 is 0-2, and it's obvious why they're 0-2. They can't block anybody. They can't keep Joe Burrow so safe, even though they devoted dollars and draft picks to fixing that O-line. That's weird. And then that leaves me with, with the Steelers as I try to put a uh, you know a glass-half-full view of this thing, and it's hard to do, believe me. I was calling by halftime for them to flip the switch to Kenny Pickett. I thought that was the right time to do it because down at the half in what is clearly on both sides being played as a nip and tuck edge of the razor type of game, who's going to screw up first kind of thing. And, you know, turnovers are going to dictate who who wins a game that's tracking under 40 as, as the bookmakers had it. Um you know, a dropped interception and a fumbled punt is what determines the game. But I think that that was the time to go to Kenny Pickett at halftime because he could only be the hero and he couldn't be the GOAT. You don't blame him. In a, if you're trailing to the Patriots in the second half, if he rallies them, now his story has begun and the future is bright. If he loses, so what? The starting quarterback um, didn't do any better himself. Now you go to Cleveland. It's got to be Trubisky in what suddenly in an early season matchup is really important to both sides because things are going to head south fast if at home you lose to the Steelers from Cleveland's point of view. On the other hand, if the Steelers go to one and two, then they get the Jets. After that, they go into a miserable stretch of games that it doesn't make a difference if it's Trubisky or Pickett. It's going to be dire straits no matter what. So they really do have to get to three and one to stay relevant by, say, Thanksgiving or thereabouts. Meantime, last thing before we turn the page here, Spaghetti, I want to give you a moment to celebrate Saquon Barkley, Danny Dimes, Brian Dayball, and the upstart Giants. How are you feeling? Do you think still that this team might win the division. The Eagles haven't played their Monday night game at this point, but, you know, Cooper Rush for a few more weeks. You figure a slip up or or three there. The commies are the commies. They're going to be up and down. How say you? Yes, I think the division is still definitely possible. I think, you know, uh, the Giants have to win this game versus Cooper Rush. I I don't, like, care about, like, oh, like, is Dak on the hot seat now? Like, no, it's not the case. Like, don't be a prisoner of the moment. They have to win this game. What I love of the Giants defense. (laughs) Nobody's saying that, are they? Oh, yeah, it is. It is. Uh, Oh, that's the best. Um, Terrific. I I think, you know, Wink Martindale running this defense, like, obviously, you're familiar with him in the AFC North with the Ravens. Like, he's just done such a great job that, like, teams i believe the style was they're they're four and 22 opponents are four and 22 on third down like it's 18 percent over the first two games like that is awesome and they're doing this like without aziz ojalari and without Kayvon thibodeau that's a really good sign um the best thing they did in that game yesterday though was with christian mccaffrey they just put xavier mckinney on a wearing a jersey right now they just put xavier mckinney who wears the green dot in the helmet he's calling the plays he just spied christian mccaffrey the entire game while they switched to him and he like shut him down completely like just a smart thing to do this coaching staff is just so much better than the, what they had in years past and then an offense like brian dable they were showing the graphics of all the running backs he's improved the teams he's been on obviously we know we did with josh allen uh Dalen jones didn't have the best game but he made throws he needed to and the best thing was they they took chances they were aggressive they didn't play to lose like how joe judge uh did in years past and that run he put uh to to clinch the game to ice the game Dalen jones like great job by him there 
Um, this team is is for real, and the coaching staff really does matter. They're going to get players back. Wondell Robinson has missed the last game and a half, so they'll get him back soon. And uh, like they could beat Dallas, they could beat the Bears for sure, who are in all sorts of trouble right now. So, and uh, you know, then Week Five they head to London with the Packers. Maybe the travel will help them. Maybe it won't. But uh, right now, I think four and zero is definitely a real possibility. I listen that week three is real juicy all of a sudden for me with Cooper Rush looking like he played I don't think that he's going to hold on to the gig when Dak is ready to come back I think that's pretty funny um but that's a good way and listen it's not diminishing the the gents or anyone else to say these are the benefits of playing a last place schedule that's you know this is this is the benefit um of being in that spot and maybe they will surprise uh continue to surprise over the course of the season either way um saquon barkley get your money in now because i think he's a great play for comeback player of the year um and uh you know good for the lions getting a win listen bottom line early in the season don't get uh, too down in the dumps about your football team with very few exceptions. No one's out of anything at this point. I mean, the teams that are out of something, you knew that going in, you probably weren't going to be relevant this year and some nice stories going. And, uh, um, but man, all of a sudden it is fascinating how I, I am the king of nothing is a must win game until your season ends when you lose. However, there are, I won't call must wins, but there are a lot of gotta have it games on the week three slate. We'll break those down for you with Kevin Hench on uh, on Thursday. In the meantime, like we say, we're over the moon with uh, with the Omaha partnership here. And uh, before we get to the Sklars, a quick word. All right, sports fans, we're brought to you by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. You see, it's not just about daily promos, odds boosts, or the hundreds of ways to wager. It's about the immortal words of Caesar himself: "You bet, you get." With Caesars Rewards, every bet you place on the app, no matter the outcome, earns towards exclusive perks at Caesars Rewards destinations everywhere. Hotel stays, concert tickets, bonuses, and more. Download the Caesars Sportsbook app, become a Caesars Rewards member today, and get more with every wager. Must be 21 or older to gamble. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-522-4700. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports Sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, here they are, everybody. If you've resided on planet Earth at some point over the last quarter century, you're undoubtedly familiar with at least some of their work, among many other things. Right now, you can hear them on Dumb People Town with our guy Dan Van Kirk and view from the cheap seats. 
I've made a number of appearances yeah. on that fine podcast. Also, must watch right now, Nosebleeds, the MMA reboot of the comedy classic Cheap Seats. You can track that down on UFC Fight Pass or on YouTube. It uh, it will please your eyeballs and your funny bone. Comedy icons with a conjoined heart of gold. Here they are, Randy and Jason Sklar. What's <laughs> happening, fellas? What's, What's up? Damn How are you, buddy? Well, it's a pleasure to see you again. It was Always. a pleasure to see Jason recently at uh, Back to School Night. Weird choice. You know, a lot of people bellyache about those who schedule fall weddings, a.k.a. during football season. Yeah. Our middle school, our boys go to Jean-Claude Van Damaschek and Jason's boy are, mm-hmm. are both eighth graders. And they decided to have Back to School Night on the first night of pro football season, Thursday yeah. night football. Oh, God. Didn't get Slap it. Slap in the face, challenging our parenting commitment. How say you, Jason? I say yes. I say that is a slap in the face. I also say that I decided to post a picture just for fun of the two of us. And someone in Twitter looked deep into the background of our photo and then named the eight the school that our kids were at. And I'm like, should we be worried now that – yeah. People are going to show up at the school. Like, did I do a horrible thing just by wanting to be like, I ran into my friend at back to school night. So, uh, well, so there was why that. Would, why would I, I appreciated that you were thoughtful enough to, when you posted it, said, like, is this a mistake to show where they go to school? Who gives a crap? Well, yeah. listen, you're at a, at one level. I can assure you, no one's worried about like, oh, well, so, well, but so Shaq, so Randy and I have said this and we're trying to test this out in our standup a little bit. This notion of the fact that we don't throw in our kids' faces enough, the fact that we've kept them from getting kidnapped all these years. Yeah. Like that's a W we should hmm. take every day. Parents should be like, oh, you want to roll your eyes at me? You want to talk to me about hurting your feelings? Here's what I didn't do. I didn't get you kidnapped. We're not Liam Neeson for Christ's sake. That guy couldn't keep his daughter at home. Three times it happened. Three times you know she what? got Amen. taken, you know? Amen. You know, take the pat on the back or give it to yourself if uh, no one else has given to you. I've you never, know what I, I, right. I equate I, it to like a hold in baseball. That's like middle, that's a middle relief hold that we didn't get you kidnapped. Thank right. you. We need, we need stats yeah. for that. Are we, when we were growing up, the biggest concerns were drinking poison from underneath the sink, Think, right? Yeah. Like they, yeah, they had to even make a sticker. A green yep. sticker man with a poison face on it to, yuck like, to face. caution the yuck you face. against that. Yeah, getting swallowed by quicksand, as yes. uh, our mutual pal Adam Carolla has pointed out many times, and uh, and kidnapping. Yeah, like th- th- apparently this was everywhere when we were growing up. It was like if somebody comes up to you and tells you they have candy, no, or that one of your parents is sick and they're going to take you to them. Like these were these were concerns that uh, these were landmines. I never heard the I never heard the parents were sick and then they're going to take that. <laughs> that's actually a really good one. You don't don't a good one. No, that's a really good one. Don't 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 put that out there any further because I feel like that could be used. Wonder why that didn't reach you. It's funny how those things <laughs> spread. Like everybody, it's a Pittsburgh. It's, it's thing. a funny thing. How did it? Well, then how did everybody universally know about uh, the the uh, the kid who ate the life cereal? I mean, died from eating pop rocks. How did that one spread? How does everybody know the Rod Stewart had to get his stomach pumped? Story. Well, wait, you know, like, wait, wait, why why wanna, is that global? I want to go back to the kid from Life Cereal because the commercial is actually poorly constructed because they're like, give it to Mikey. He'll eat anything. And then he eats it Mm -hmm. and they're shocked that he likes it. 
So, but if he no, will eat anything, I think they says he won't eat anything. He won't eat anything. I don't know. You th- yeah, I think no, they're like, went, give it to Mikey. I went back okay. and looked at the tape. I had a game film session. We looked at the tape. We broke it down several angles. We got the got the angle that the league watches, and I think one of the kids says he doesn't like anything, and then he eats it. He likes it, you know. Like so, if he doesn't like it, mm. but that what that presupposes in the weirdest way is that your I've never had the same uh, system of things that I like with this kid right here. Let's let him be the barometer. You know what I mean? It was like, I, this kid doesn't mm-hmm. like pizza. You know what I mean? Like we don't align on anything. It is fascinating that the people hired the advertising companies hired to do this often deliver the exact opposite message to attract you to use their product. Yes. Um, that, than what's intended. They're very much like, a marketing team sat around in our nation's capital and said, what shall we rebrand our pro football team? And somehow they landed on purpose on commies. Weird yeah. choice <laughs> in, in, in the United States That's of America right. to That's do right. that. But and they're red. And they're red. And they're red, too. I mean, come on. I mean, <laughs> the, all, at least. All, couldn't have been an accident. No. Which is know. worse, that or the people of Cleveland deciding that guardians of traffic would inspire I don't know what. In I the, mean, in the they're Warriors. the guardians, and yet they're somehow they brought Deshaun Watson there. Who's going to guard the massage parlors? You know, you're going to get mm-hmm. the the players from the team. Is Ramirez going to be there with a bat, making sure he doesn't touch anyone inappropriately? I don't know. <laughs> well, um, you know, as a matter of fact, I want to get back to uh, to Cleveland in just a minute. Let's do here, it. But first, uh, let's. Uh, Let's think globally and and talk locally. You're from St. Louis um, and mentioned advertising. Scale of 1 to 10, how did you achieve Hollywood success despite being from the same hometown as the evil John Hamm? Wow. I'm I mean, I mean, those bad are guy, words. bad I, guy, John Hamm. I he know turned into a Hollywood phony, or maybe he always was one. <laughs> we love John Hamm, but I understand why you don't like him. I mean, he's he Hamm is is so he's right in our wheelhouse. He went to a school that we knew many kids who went to. We have a lot of the same crossover people in the '90s when Hamm was, and he will admit it, struggling, not doing well, couch surfing, but a huge fan of comedy. He was coming to watch us perform at Largo and do our thing. And and we had a lot of St. Louis references there. We had a lot of the same references of the same era of time. So we kind of grew to like each other in that moment. And, you know, then, of course, he wasn't really heard from since the 90s. I mean, what has he been doing? You know, he's kind of fallen off the map a little bit. Uh, no, but he wound up having tremendous success. But he is that guy who is still super fun to text with during Cardinals. During this pool host run – it has just been about the blues winning in 2019. The the we, the text chains we would have of just our sheer neuroses that we're going to lose this. We're going to, you know, like that that blues series where you take it back home. You're up three two. You're playing game six at home, and then you blow it and have to go back to Boston, have to go back to TD Garden and win there. Seemed almost impossible. Like that was trying to hurt us in a trying to give us heart attacks is what that was trying to do. And Ham would always talk us off the ledge. Yeah, no, that was nice. I, I was glad for him because uh, when that when that cup happened, I was happy for the people of St. Louis, longtime blues fans, long suffering blues fans. Sure, that's right. Um, 
and it, it was a nice opportunity because it gave him a little bit of shine and it gave him an opportunity to promote the fact that he was the fourth lead in tag. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so, you know, everybody came out a winner sure. with that one. But what about that? You guys are, uh, you, you had the Rams for what, 20 years. And in fact, uh, the three of us, um, got together at the NFL the day or the day after it was annou- announced and we had a live Ram yeah. at the facility and we took them all over and, and you came out to to bellyache about the Ram moving on from you. What have you done to fill that void as pro football fans without the Rams? How to, Who do you root for these days? So I took it upon myself, David, to become a Detroit Lions fan this year. Now we went to the University of Michigan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Some right, people are right, like, right. okay. You set you the bar the- low, Damashek. You said it are low. Are we are we masochists? Yes. Do we have do we want to root for things that never will win? Maybe. But mm-hmm. I think the the choice this year was Do we you know, love do we love guys with hyphenated first names and periods in their second name, Amon Ross St. Brown? Absolutely. Do we like a guy who looks like you talk about like second or third lead, like a guy who doesn't have a speaking role in the original Karate Kid, Jared Goff? Yes, we do. He's a guy who who Johnny walks by when he goes to knock someone's plate over at the cafeteria. That's that's who Jared Goff is. But yes, because of Aiden Hutchinson, because we went to Michigan, hats off to Aiden Hutchinson for three sacks in the first half yesterday. We, this is a team that I want to rally around. I would love to see them, you know, that's the thing. All they have to do is make the playoffs and that's a successful year for, for the Lions. I think they're going to win minimum six games this year. I think they might even win seven or eight. And if they do, that's just a massive success so, for the city of Detroit. So I'll tell you, Damashek, you know, for me, and I kind of alluded to it before, like my own fandom for my own teams goes deeply toxic in the worst places ever. It allows me to be nice in my life because I pour all the toxicity into the teams hmm. and, and I almost can't even watch them. I'm like Vinny Testaverde's dad. I can't even watch the team. I got to walk around the block when the thing is on people are like yeah when's Vinny playing up oh, there's his dad walking around the neighborhood is like and who is it Barkley Plager who is down below like the in in the blues he would just walk he I think was, it was Bob Plager Bob, Bob Plager, Plager who passed away sadly but I mean long time blue would just walk you'd see him like maintenance people would be like what are you doing Bob and he's like down below the stadium during the game because he can't even watch it that's who I am The reverse is we don't have an NBA team. We never grew up with one. So I can actually enjoy the NBA. I can actually watch the whole NBA and just enjoy the games themselves and actually appreciate the league. I feel that way with football too. Of course, fantasy changes everything as you're, you know, you start to root for the players that are on your team and you want to win the fantasy league. But I have been enjoying the game. So to me, I love it when teams turn around. So your boy Eddie Spaghetti wearing his Giants uniform. It's nice to see the Giants turn things around a little bit. It's just cool to see teams that have been down come back up. Because to me, that's that's the beauty of the NFL versus college football. So it college football would be like if the Giants and the Cleveland Browns every year got the first 25 picks. That's Georgia and Alabama. First 25, they're going to be good in three years, and then no one's ever going to be good ever again. That's college football with recruiting. The NFL is like, yeah, you're Cincinnati. Yes, you suck this year, but that's always going to be a Super Bowl hangover. But you made it to the Super Bowl last year, and you had a Dude, shot. Are the, are the Jaguars good now? 
Are they? I think they are, and that would have been a, a decent candidate for you, but I love the roots back to, you know, Ann Arbor, so it makes all the sense in the world that you would That's embrace, right. especially with Aiden Hutchinson. This sure. is this this really threads the needle, and you don't want to be front-running jerks jumping in on no. the Rams or or, no. or otherwise. I, th- I think this is, uh, you really found the sweet spot. How say you, though, on the, on your college head coach? Where do you come down on, uh, on the antics of Jim Harbaugh these days? I mean, He's a fantastic coach. Met the guy, know the guy, love how his enthusiasm for the team. And, you know, it kind of reminds me of, you know, when LeBron got all that grief for being, we're not going to win one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six. Well, he won four. He went to 11. He took them to all four years. He took them to the gym, and they could have won two more. You know what I mean? They should have maybe won two more. So it, it shows you how hard it is to win in the NBA, but he still took 11 teams to the final. So he was kind of right. Jim Harbaugh in his seventh year beats Ohio State, should have beat him back in 2016 if it weren't for a blown ref call. Probably should have beat him in 2017 if his quarterback wasn't injured. So you say to yourself, well, this is a different thing. He's not 0 and 9, 0 and 6. And then, no, but he wins in his seventh year. He finally has all of his players and he has a system there. He doesn't even have a great quarterback and he still puts it together and wins. You're like, well, that's just a good coach. And now they're playing great this year and there's, there's hope. There's hope. It's exciting. You're kind of like excited about every single weekend. And at this, there's hope. You're bringing back the mystique. So I think it takes seven years to do that. Yeah. I don't know if it's mystique. I don't know if this this would count as mystique. I, t- I used to talk to, I don't know if you ever saw um, when he was playing for the Steelers, Ryan Shazier used to yeah. go out in the pregame shirtless, no matter the temperature. That's right. And I encouraged him, go next level if you really want to Pantsless. For, well, you know what? I wasn't ready to work blue, but that really, sure. that, that, that might make <clears throat> some hay too. That would get some ink. Sure. Um, but short of that even, I said, you know, Shazier, go the extra mile, play the first half shirtless. Oh my because God. if it's like, if it's zero degrees, like they would be, the other sideline would be like, that guy's crazy. We don't know what he's going to do. How about that same thing with your head coach, Jim Harbaugh, first half shirtless. Spooks he, the other team. I he mean, might. Yeah, he look. he slept over at recruits' houses. The guy's lost mm-hmm. weight recently. He's probably not afraid to take his shirt off. I mean, he's nuts. Here's the thing about Harbaugh is that we did his podcast and he was telling us, He's like, no one ever knows when I'm joking. He's like, people, people don't laugh when I'm, he's like, people don't laugh when I'm joking. And Randy and I laughed at that. And he's like, that wasn't a joke. I'm like, all right. So now we don't, we just confirmed it. We just confirmed it. But he, I mean, well, I, Jim Harbaugh and I have a lot in common. Apparently, <laughs> I love, first of all, I love that Jay and I always had a theory. Like you don't see any barefoot kickers in the league anymore. That was like a thing for a long period of time. Would love to see a barefoot linebacker. What, if you want to talk about Shazier, no one shoe. Like, <laughs> let the barefoot trend actually filter into regular position players. To me, I think I'd be scared because if there's I saw- a sense of there's a sense of danger. It's like listening to when he may he rest in peace, old dirty bastard. When he was on the mic, you're like, I don't know what he's gonna say right now. Mm-hmm. I really don't know. I'm telling you, if danger. you walk down an alley and saw a guy with only one shoe on, you'd be like, I'm not going his way. <laughs> 
Okay. If you're a quarterback and you drop back and there's someone in coverage, there's a free safety just roaming around just one shot. You're going to be like, I'm not throwing it this guy's way. He's going to take my guy's head off. Well, I'll tell you, it's funny you bring that up because well, I, I find that one of the more fascinating um, trends that happened, but it was, it, 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 Settles almost perfectly just in the 80s. Tony yeah. Franklin makes the scene. Yeah. He lays a, you know, pot belly, but we don't have time to to worry about that because no. he's he's out there with, with only <laughs> one shoe and sock on. Yeah. I also like, by the way, you know what is also true with kickers throughout our lifetime is that the, that they have a kicking shoe. That is different than the other shoe. Right. They don't make it like this. You have to have two different shoes on to do that, to make the point. I don't know if that's to, to create the vibe that no one else can do this. Um, but yeah, the barefoot kicker thing only exists in the 80s. And then like 1990 arrives and they're like, that was dumb. Like yeah. parachute pants and orange golf balls. Let's Gone. leave that dumb in that it. decade. That's right. Done with it. Amen. Parachute I mean, pants. Then, and then you had Sebastian Janikowski smoking on the sideline. Now on the subject of bare feet. Sure. That to me is right out. It, it, it's why I haven't been able to fully embrace MMA. The idea that they're sweating and leaning on each other and all of that makes me uncomfortable to begin with wrestling in general. Our mm-hmm. guy Sal mm-hmm. obviously was a was a, a state uh, success with Wrestler. the wrestling and all yeah. that, but sure. hard time, you know, with extra the foot right next to your head. They're, they're, it, it steals dignity even more. It, you know, if, if someone's going to turn my lights out, chill cold wise, I don't need their foot next to my head on top of it. Uh, but however. I'm- Yes, continue. Go. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I want to hear your point. Well, I was going to say that the nosebleeds is reason enough for me to to go against this. It's real. I mean, legitimately, muzzle tough to you, fellas. Thank it, you. It, it's really funny stuff. Anybody who's watched in its first run, or you know, the the you can still find online. You still see. I mean, that that really tells you how great the show is. That it's still a touchstone all these years later. But now, once again, we get nosebleeds with the MMA specific cheap seats. Um, uh, bottom line. Yeah. Like I say, deeply funny stuff. And, uh, and how did you land on MMA? So, you know, you know, it is one of those shows that people have for, for years, they tweeted us like, you got to bring it back. You got to bring it back. So we started doing on our Patreon little, you know, things we found on the internet. Like we someone just sent us on Twitter, like Russian phone booth fighting. And it's just two guys in an old school. I'm sure that that clip went around. Uh, a phone and we're like, okay, then we'll, we'll cheap seat that. And basically we just, we don't even, we don't even write the jokes. We just kind of watch it. And then we just riff off what we're watching in the moment. It's different than, than this. So we've always been looking for, and we do that on our Patreon, but we've always been looking for an opportunity to do it again. And then our buddy Crowley Sullivan, who worked at uh, ESPN classic back in the day was our executive bounced around a little bit, wound up at the, at UFC fight pass which is their library. It's like classic. It's ESPN classic, but for for mm-hmm. UFC, it's their library. It's the largest sports combat library ever. And he was like, I want to do original programming. I, I mean, he built it up, you know, increased subscribership. The guy's like a genius. I mean, he's an amazing dude. Even though he went to Michigan state, we love him. That's how much we love the guy. We can see past his green and white to just that. He's actually a good person. And uh, he reached out to us and said, I'm, I'm here and I'd love to 
redo cheap seats. How do we do it? And we said, hmm. first things first, let's call it the nosebleeds. It's fighting. Let's do that. I mean, same concept, but it's, you know, it's adjacent in enough of a way. And uh, then we pulled in our buddy Dave Nickel from the NFL Network, who we've known for years and years, who's fantastic, great producer, produced for you know Kilborn and and Ferguson and and beyond. Worked at SNL years mm-hmm. ago in New York. He's got a great comedy background. He executive produced all the Kevin Hart, Snoop Dogg stuff for the Olympics most recently. And that had, you know, we all have always known he's great, but like to then say that to the MMA people, they were like, oh wow, you know, it kind of knew that he brought the value that he did to it, put the team together and got great people to write on it, got great people to be in it. John Hamm did it. Your, your much hated John Hamm did a sketch in there. And, uh, you know, uh, Rob, now, now I feel like you're attacking me. No, 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 no reason no. to float his name. Your arch nemesis. No I know. Uh, Andy Rob, Richter, Andy Richter, Andy Richter Rob. Okay. Cor- okay. Now back on track. Rob Cordry, Emmy award winning Tony Hale did something in it. So it's like all of our favorite people <clears throat> participating in it and doing sketches. And then it's just a running commentary over these old weird footage from like the first ones from 1993. So, I mean, Jim Brown running back and Cleveland Brown an actor and activist, Jim Brown was the host of the first UFC. We're like, was, was OJ Simpson unavailable? Oh wait, it was the mid nineties. He was already booked, excuse me, in the process of being booked. It's hysterical. It really, I re, I mean, you can see where the sport uh, came from. I mean, really, That's its right. evolution over 30 years is remarkable stuff. And yeah, Jim Brown cites in that clip, spoiler alert, he says, uh, you know, I played with football legends, Sam Huff and Dick Butkus, and they couldn't do this. Yeah. <laughs> really speaking to the kids of the mid 90s. Yeah, there, exactly. Uh, well, my favorite my favorite part about that is like, I mean, it's just a long list of guys that uh, that were tough. And he just <laughs> list. I mean, a long he starts to say a long list. I mean, Sam Huff and Dick Buckus and we're like. That's a solid list. <laughs> concussions are concussions ain't easy. Um, so, but given that as the backdrop and to see where MMA is now versus where it was, like I say, you know, 30 ish years ago, football is great. We all can agree on that, but there's room for it to get better. Do you have any suggestions that might upgrade our most beloved game just a little bit? Jay, Jeez. what do you got? I mean, I say lose, um, the, lose the cheerleaders. No one at cheerleaders any game. never done anything. They don't in, di- like. They don't game. need it. You don't need cheerleaders. That's number one. Have you ever number been in the stands where someone's like, "Wait a minute, I, I wasn't paying attention right there." Can sit. Where, who can help us determine what is happening in this game? Let's follow what the cheerleaders are doing. They probably have a good beat on what's going on. Like no one's ever said that. <laughs> They're always happy. Do you guys even, are you even watching the game? Yeah, right? they're kind of vaguely upsetting when things are going south. Like it's, I, I, I often remember in 2001, the <laughs> AFC title game in Pittsburgh, the Steelers are getting upset improbably by the upstart New England Patriots. Uh, 14 to three. And uh, as they go to the half, uh, the the PA announcer comes on and says, ladies and gentlemen, say hello to Cheryl Crow. And she comes on and she says, how you doing, Pittsburgh? And everybody said, boo, (laughs) cheerleaders. This is cheerleaders. They should know the room. That's that, that, that. That's such a true thing. Like when the wave starts and then in the middle of the wave, there's a turnover and your team turns over the ball. And part of the crowd is still cheering because they're doing the wave. It's like, 
don't just stop doing the wave. So the wave's got to go. I think realistically, I think they got to go to the college overtime system. I think the fact that we have ties, that there are two teams with a tie on their record this year is abysmal. That is unacceptable. That is not okay. We need to go to the college thing. Start on the 25 yard line. Yeah. You got to, if, if it keeps tying, then you got to go for, go for two. Two. Major League, Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball has a runner on second in the extra inning. I mean, they're, they've just completely abandoned everything right. and they're like, they, they, we're, we need, you guys need help. You need help to make this happen and it's more exciting. So just, who cares? Just do, I mean, it's like, do it. Do it until someone I guess wins. that could work. That could work. But I, I heart your new team, the Lions, my, my longtime team, the Pittsburgh Steelers played a game with Mason Rudolph, a quarterback last year. Had there been like limitless overtime, like somebody has to score or we can't leave, that game would still be being played <laughs> to this day. Uh, it, still it to might this st- day. I mean, how crazy was it the week before watching the – I mean, that the Bengals got into another overtime game. Like, they're just going to have to go for two until their long snapper, like, heals himself. Like, it just shows you need too long. Like, watching them try to kick a field goal or an extra point in week one is like watching Jennifer Aniston try and find a husband. Like, we're all watching it. We all want it to happen, and yet it complete, it never happens. Like, in there's slow always- motion, Minka oh. Fitzpatrick is blocking her or something. You know, there's like a moment. This- Exactly. Rachel Green catching strays. Look <laughs> out. Look out. <laughs> <laughs> she now, needs to go you've barefoot. Been in, <laughs> you've been in Entourage, It's Always Sunny, Law and Order, CSI, Grey's Anatomy, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Better Call Saul, What We Do in the Shadows. That leads me to ask, which is the best show? Wow. Ooh. Um God. They were all great, great experiences. No, no, no. Don't be nice. You got to choose. I mean, I'd say the best comedy for us to do that's in our genre the most was what we do in the shadows. I mean, that that show right now is, I think, the funniest show on TV, arguably. I mean, you could argue like that it's it's up there amongst the best. It's up there amongst the best. I just think, you know, you look at a show like Barry's a great show, but it's gotten way more serious in the later uh, in the later seasons. And. Yes, there there isn't the office is not on. I mean, I thought the original <laughs> British office was great, but I don't think you can beat for comedy what we do in the shadows and the the build up to what we did. I don't want to give it away. The build up to what we did and then the huge episode that they crafted around our characters was it's a seasonal arc that, you know, just to get the opportunity to do that on any show, let alone this show at this time in season 4 when it is so good. That was just a treat, the, the treat of all treats. And and I feel like came at the time when we felt like we were the most ready to deliver that. And yes, it is mostly me. It's and the- perfect for you. It really is. The characters are ideal. It's a, 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 don't take offense, but in a way, an exaggeration of how you comport yourselves. It really yeah. leans into that. And it's, it's great stuff. Watch that. It is one of the funniest shows I will uh, throw out. In the all-time hierarchy of uh, of comedies, it's always Sunny has earned it a, a place in the top five. So I mean, in terms of like endure, I'm, that oh, show yeah. has been deeply funny for a long stretch now. It feels I, funny how it gets left off the list. Can I tell you how funny that show is? There is a brand new 
Jimmy John's commercial with Danny DeVito in it. And it's, I'm sure it played during the NFL. And yeah, it's that's Jersey Mike, man. Jersey Mike. Sorry, Jersey. sorry, Jersey Mike's. Jimmy John's is Brad Garrett. J- Jersey Mike's. And it's Danny DeVito showing the facial expressions, waiting for a sandwich to be made. And it is, he is so, I can't believe I was laughing so hard. I'm like, this guy's given this to Jersey Mike's. Think about what he pours into what we, you know, I don't know, uh, always sunny in Philadelphia. Like he pours it into it every single episode and he's such a great guy. Oh my God. What a wonderful so, but, dude. And, and I'll say this about it's always sunny. So when we auditioned for that role, it was a role. We played the DJs and the gang dances their ass off and it was a role for one DJ. They just wanted one person. And as Randy and I were like, helping each other learn the scene to go in and then audition against each other for this role. We just started messing around as if it were a DJ team, like a morning zoo. And so when we got to the audition, we said to the casting person, Hey, we're, we're fine to go in and, and read against each other. But what if we, we have an idea that's a little different. We'd love to show it to you. So can we do that first? And we came in and we're like, we're not changing the ins and outs of the lines, but we're just going to improvise within the lines. And we did. And then, we're like, okay, we'll read individually. And the casting person, to her credit, because she understood what the show wants, she was like, no, 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 nah. this is what we're sending in. I, mean, I wouldn't send it. that anyway. I wouldn't send that anyway. This is what I'm sending in, and I'm going to put this in as a huge recommendation, and it's up to them to decide whether they want it. And later, we, you know, we became friends with those guys. They were like, listen, we, we, we can improvise on the show. We've definitely had a few people come on the show thinking that they could do it and they couldn't do it. And it was an enormous mess when you have to like go over to them and be like, can you please stop? Like, we know what we're doing, but you don't know what you're doing. So like there is that. (laughs) That's got to be a great conversation. (laughs) It's just a huge. So the specter of that conversation is crazy. So that's the backdrop with which you're handing them an improv thing. But I think they saw it and they were like, oh, yeah, this is what it has to be all the way. And then when we were on the set, like another improv started to develop as we were just doing it, which was that one of us is going through a really bad divorce and he can't drop the DJ voice. So it's all of those things <laughs> with all that. And we just – so what I love about those guys is that throughout the process of doing takes and they had like four cameras going, it was shot very in a very efficient way. So you could kind of burn them on takes because they had so many angles and whatnot – we just kept trying to make them break up. That was the whole thing of like, you know, I can't tell you the last time I didn't shower with motel soap. Q crew. You know, sometimes <laughs> I like to just walk into her closet and smell her old dresses. This one's a safety dance. You know, I mean, it's like one of those things. And they, they just loved it. And again, made us feel great. And then the finished product was, they did a wonderful job editing that together. So that's up there. Well, for us it's a too. gangbuster show. Uh, by the way, with DeVito, he's got the same thing Sparky Anderson and Angela Lansbury had yeah. for about like forty-five years. They were they were forty-five years old. That's, that's right. right. You know, never never changed, and that maybe that's part of uh, DeVito's success. Sure, it's also funny. <laughs> I love the idea of telling somebody like improv ain't for you. Yeah. It's like like did, did John Harbaugh have to have that conversation when Flacco and Lamar Jackson? We're both in the quarterback room like, yeah. hey, Lamar can run around some Joe. <laughs> some of this is for you place. and some of this just is – Just do the plays. I mean – Just do the plays. Just do the plays. That's 100% what it is. I was going to say it's like when Hard Knocks when someone is like, 
hey, why don't you go ahead and grab your iPad and meet me in the office? Like, nope, that's that's going to be bad. It's never going to be like, I love the way you're using this thing. See you later. It's like you're gone and here's why you're gone. And I mean, I always love it. That If you want to go back to the Lions, I think Hard Knocks is the most genius thing ever to come along because – it is, it's like the ultimate fighter with UFC, which we did like the very first episode on the nosebleeds. It's on, it's on Fight Pass, the very first episode, because it helps you understand like all we got of Dan Campbell were crazy sound bites from a press conference that was cut up. And you're like, this guy's nuts. But then you watch Hard Knocks and you're like, okay, there's a method to his madness. I kind of love him. And you watch no, him. There, didn't they, didn't they ask him on Hard Knocks this year? Like, what do you see for the future of the Lions? And the pause he took <laughs> to try and answer that question. <laughs> so you could real, have driven real. a blimp through that clause. <laughs> so Dan real. Campbell, no improv for you. you know, that's what, <laughs> or all like the or all the improv. Do everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. All in or none at all. None at all. I I I you know what? I mean, I'm sure you've already considered this, but let's blow in a call to NFL films. The Sklar brothers chopping up hard knocks. Now oh. get a second bite of that apple as soon as pro football season wraps up. We're looking for something. February, March, in in the uh, dark spots of the – let's pick that let's up. Pick. We'll, we'll do that. Man, I, I've kept you guys way too long. I, oh, I wanted so to great. get into Neil Lomax and Roy oh, Green. Oh. Jetstream uh, jet Roy Green. Pat Mitchell. Stump, Stump, Mitchell. Stump Mitchell from Livonia, Michigan. EJ Jr. EJ oh, Jr. man. And, and you guys, I'm sure, are loving the pool hole stuff. Before I let you go, though, very quickly, you mentioned improv. Don't mean to put you on the spot, but I'm doing um, a new live on, on Spotify Live, um, a, a list-based sports trivia show. I thought I'd, I'd, I'd ask you guys to combine your forces here. And I thought we could do. All you do is you trade back and forth. It's like um, 1982... Uh, World Series rosters, Brewers and Cardinals, um, you know, trading back and forth like uh, let's do it. Uh, like, uh, well, Gorman Thomas and, uh, you know, Ozzie Smith and so on. Let's do this one. Favorite one. broadcaster cliches. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to start in. I'm going to just dip my toe into these waters here real okay. quick. God. I'm going to start with one. It's not necessarily a cliche, so I'm going to play it fast and loose. But I've noticed that the only superlative that any head coach or broadcaster ever uses when they are praising somebody, it's outstanding. That's the only, not terrific. Not great. It's always it's standing outstanding out. young man. Uh-huh. Outstanding young man. Yeah. This young man in our league is outstanding. All yeah. right, that's my first one. You go. Uh, this, is how the, this is how Mr. Lister works. It's fine. Uh, he, he's got all the intangibles. That's always a good one. He's got all the intangibles. That's when you're like, oh, he's a, he's a slow kid from like East Eastern Carolina and he can't run. All right. He's got all the intangibles. All right. <laughs> Jay. Um, okay. Only the only stat that matters is mm-hmm. the final score. Oh, yeah, which begs the question, then why do you keep telling us all the other stats? <laughs> Endlessly. Right. Just showing them on the screen mm-hmm. and mentioning them. The, just lean on what you already said there. Just some dead air will will work fine. Your turn. Jeez, God, I don't even know, Rand. Come on, he's a he's a clubhouse guy. He's a clubhouse guy. He's a glue guy, and he's a clubhouse guy. Again, slow yeah. Eastern Carolina. He's got. I'll do another. I'll do mine. He's got a high. He's a high motor guy. 
He's so he's high, unathletic. Yes. That's what you're telling me. He's, he's, he's a high motor guy. He's got great IQ. He's got great, like, this more basketball. His basketball IQ is <laughs> off the charts. Off the charts? The other one I really love is he's got he's got world-class speed. World-class speed, by the way, if you are in the Olympics, there's always, like, two guys in the sprint. Like, that Poland do. has a sprinter in the Olympics. And you're I'm like, saying hey, there's, hey, like, that's... two guys that come in, like, over what the col- the worst person in college. They're, like, running 100 at, like, 11-2. And you're like, well, he's in the world event. He, I guess he has world-class speed. Would we consider – a time that I've seen at my kids' high school track meet, not even win the 100 yard for the high school seniors. Will we call that world class speed? He's got world class speed. Ronaldo Skeets Nehemiah had world class speed. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it, uh, the hyperbole that they cannot avoid is yeah. that, that the broadcast, the, hey, this young man might be the best at his position in our league. Like, yeah. yeah, that would that would hold more water if you didn't if you hadn't said it last week about whoever you're watching <laughs> and you're going to say it next week right. about whoever you're watching. Right. To I'm on to you analysts. How about uh hey, they got to come out and uh punch someone in the mouth. Punch that's a out. felony and that's going to be a 15-yard penalty at minute. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, these guys got to eat. Well, it looks like most of the linemen have eaten a lot. You know what I yes. mean? Yes. You got to feed <laughs> yeah. these guys. They got to eat. Yeah, that's a that's a big one. Feed them. They got it. Feed them. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, this 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 one's going to come down to who wants it more. Yeah, it's which all is bad them. coaching when the coaches say that. Like, hey, the other that very often it's an NBA thing specifically that the coach in the post game will mention like, hey, the other guy, the other team just came out and wanted it more. That's well, right. who does that? Who does that reflect poorly on coach? Terrible, terrible. <laughs> Well, and then you think Seems about like that's on you. How about, how about the coach saying, Hey, they just made more plays than we did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they did. That's why they won. They made more plays than you did. They made the, like one more would have been enough. And then they made a couple more. Um, I also like uh, the word play that exists specifically with athletes is athletes are poised to do stuff more than in They're any other. Occupation. We poised. hear a lot of like this, this young man is poised to become one of the great. He's poised to overtake Dan Marino and Pat. Everybody's poised to do stuff in the pros more than they are in lawyering or doctoring. It's a way to hedge your bet. It's a way to hedge your bet to say he's poised. To like, like, you never hear that like a proctologist is poised to break out this year. <laughs> no, you're not. This is I don't want to know that. I don't want to hear he's that. He's poised to use the digit on you. Be careful. He's poised you. to make it all the way up. All the way up. All the way and up. And last th- – Last thing before I let you go uh, is because I, I sincerely have wondered about this um, when, when when I catch you two out and about or I see one of you or see on this on my TV screen. Do you guys actually consult one another before you take a razor to your face? Because it is what distinguishes one from the other very often. Right? I mean, sincerely, I really do think like. Does Jason say like, hey, Randy, I'm just going to go only mustache for the next six, eight weeks here. So you keep the beard or you go clean. The problem is when we get like a good joke that comes out of like an improv on stage about facial hair and it consistently gets a laugh, then you're locked in. You're locked into that Mm. because you're like, if I shave this off, there goes that joke. I can't. I mean – my the way I look is less dependent than I mean that's how much we're whores for that stuff. Like oh that's a great. Yeah, Rand's had a mustache for a while. You what is it two years now? Two oh, years maybe longer Rand? than that. Three two or three years. Three? Yeah. Oh yeah. 
I've had the mustache for a long time. Yeah. Well, yeah. I will say this as I let you go. I, you know, two, three years. Uh, what is it now? 2022. So it's been 22 years. When I asked you about the best show you were ever on, you skipped BattleBots. It was a trick question. Battle That's where bots. I met these fellas. Oh, man. That's where I met these fellas. Wonderful. Delights then, delights to this day. They stay nice and consistent. Not like John Hamm. He's a, <laughs> now he's one of them Hollywood phonies. You know, he's yeah. like, you know, oh, excuse me. No, I'm going out with Flo and whoever else. Like, oh, I don't have time. You know, <laughs> but, but when he was... When he was down in the mud, it was a different story. But these guys he's, have stayed true. But he, he's poised to be the next. I will Chevy say this. No, I will say this. Damn, <laughs> damn, Shaq, The reason why we've stayed good people is because we have avoided success. Yeah, and That's so that one kept way, us humble. We're allowing That's a great way to keep you humble. Hollywood has allowed us and repeatedly told us over and over again: "You guys are uh, good backup quarterbacks. You need to be humble." Yeah. Yeah. Heaven forbid. And uh, listen, these guys are menches. Uh, you know, that is the thing, but it should never get in the way of that they are two deeply funny and talented fellas. And that's how you have a 30 year career doing Thank what you. they do. It's not a fluke, but what breaks through in every conversation, anytime Randy and or Jason Sklar's names are mentioned. Oh, you know, those are the nicest guys you will ever meet in <laughs> this town. And it is absolutely it's true. It's a good legacy so, to have. So you're, you're threading the needle. Now just lose the shirts when you're doing stand-up. And, Done. Or, or at least one shoe and One socks. shoe and so- cool Or one. change it. This is my comedy. I'm going to kick you with comedy. I'm going to ch- have a, a different <laughs> shoe for when I hit the punchline. I love that. And there I'm going to say that I'm going to say this about Damashek. Dave, you are such a great dude that it has trickled down to your son, who is a great dude. I was dropping my son off at school. Your son was waiting at the gate for my son to get out of the car. Already a good move, like a friend waiting for a friend. Solid. I'm saying goodbye to my son, and I hear, Jason, how's it going? And I'm like, who the hell is saying that (laughs) to me? It's Damashek's son, who is like straight up, high to an adult, said hello to me, connected with me. I love this kid. Quality. Love this kid. So uh, kudos uh, on you. Your your son is as good of a guy as you are. Wow. I, I, I'm just glad he shows up there in with, with full clothing on. That, that, as opposed to what I want to see for you and Jim Harbaugh. I'm there glad that he, that he remembered to put a shirt and shoes on there on his go. way to school that day. Uh, you guys are the tops, and uh, make sure you experience them. You know them well already, but the nose bleeds on YouTube, and also, like I mentioned there, I want to make sure I mention again, the UFC Fight Pass, get the app, or UFCFightPass.com. It's gangbuster stuff. You'll thank me later for doing it. In the meantime, great thanks to the Sklar brothers. You're the best, guys. Thank you. Thanks, man. All right, Eddie Spaghetti, good times, right? Nice fellas. They they're, seem like the best guys. Would love to have them on again soon. Um, really good sports fans as well. And I didn't like their kind words for John Hamm. I did, that that I didn't care for. Well, I mean, you don't feel like you gave John Hamm enough uh, enough uh, crap over the last uh, few weeks or so. I feel like, yeah, well, I mean, only only what like fifteen more weeks of worth. Wait, fantasy football ends before that, so like, wait, I don't know. I'm not, I don't really know about fantasy. Fantasy's for nerds. I've always <laughs> said that, spaghetti. You know that. Um, it's for nerds like John Hamm. Um, anyway, great times with the Sklars. We appreciate them coming in. Um, quick plug, uh, I appeared on the Adam Carolla show, tracked that one down. Um, 
All things extra points can be had at extrapoints.com. Upcoming on Thursday, Spaghetti and Jen Piacente getting you right for your fantasy weekend. Waiver Wired is uh, is what you do there. Join us in the uh, Pick'em Pool every week at extrapoints.com. And don't forget, Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern, Mr. Lister, join us, literally join us. You can chime in in the comment section or even go the extra mile and kibitz with us if that's your pleasure. Um, anything else, Spaghetti? Did I get it all right? Did I miss? misstate anything that people need to know before we get out of here? No, I think you're right. I mean, uh, waiver Wired is moving to Tuesday now, obviously with the switch to, to Omaha. Oh, it is. So it's going to be more um, waiver Wired, the name of the show, uh, help you with your, your claims uh, before Wednesday. Um, yeah, Lemon Pepper back with Will Blackman, which is awesome. We're big fans of Will. And yeah, everyone is uh, across the board is very excited for Omaha. And don't forget to listen to Mr. Lister and the AO uh, Spotify Lives. They're a lot of fun. Excellent. We will be back on this program on Thursday. You can hear us on uh, on Tuesday on Extra Points. We'll talk to you then. Until then, thanks so much, sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. <laughs>